You know what makes me horny? Science. Like Bill Nye? Yes. <laughs> that gets me going. Bill Nye, the science guy. Bill, 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 Bill. Is Bill that a Canadian thing or is guy. that like a universal? I think it's universal. Okay. I, I love that guy. Because I feel like I don't think he'd about be that on... famous if it was just Canadian. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if it was Bill Nye, but I remember watching this science video when I was a kid, and this guy sat in a bathtub and went, Eureka! And then, because the water overflowed and the whole thing was like density, you're like adding I'm pretty sure that was Bill Nye. <gasps> no way. And then I made this joke, and it was one of the, the earliest memories of cracking a joke and having everyone laugh. And I was like, Eureka, my pants are wet. And everyone was like, ah! And I was like, I'm a god. <laughs> it was great. How'd that happen if you were homeschooled? Oh my god, bitch! It was my brothers who were cracking up. The rest of the class, my guy. Listen, actually, the funniest thing <laughs> is that we were watching that video yeah. in our minivan that had the little TV. <laughs> you know, on the go. Education. Your mom said, "Yeah, to yeah. go." No, you know what? Because we didn't watch normal things growing up. Because I, no, I'm not even kidding. My favorite, I would no, be you like, "Don't say." I'd be like, "Oh, I need to put on a movie and relax," and I'd put on National Geographic. Why do you think I'm such a fucking weirdo? But my favorite one was about reptiles and then the Komodo dragon. And I was like, oh, shocked. I used to love National Geographic. Me too. I'm only going to let my child watch National Geographic. None of this fucking boring, stupid shit. Being like, I don't care what Peppa Pig says to you. My kid's going to watch The Amazing World of Gumball and Adventure Time and SpongeBob. Yeah, but when they're like little... (laughs) Although my niece watches Spongebob and she just keeps walking around asking everybody if they rip their pants. <laughs> I would do, and then I, I would sang this singing. song to her and she was looking at me like, like, like wheels turning like, oh my God, other people have watched this show. It was wild. That's so funny. She thought she was like going to get everyone. Yeah. Like she thought it was an inside joke between her, herself and I. Yeah. And I was like, wrong. I also know that joke. Yeah. So I does, don't like, have ripped pants. Everyone. Yeah. But like she's wearing Spongebob now. Moved on from Peppa Pig. So. Oh, wow. Uh, I know. Big moves. But the it, it, British accent's still there. We'll see. How long it lasts. It's tough. It it's is. tough. So speaking about things that Oh, yeah. On, science. Yeah. Boo. 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 I'm turned on. Are you turned on? Never been more turned on in my life. You know what? Science turns me on. Sinus? Science. My sinus. Sinuses are part of Science. This is I think they're turned on right now. <laughs> um, so well, COVID. Guess what? Women in STEM. Women in STEM. Do you know what STEM stands for? Science. No. Think bebop. Technology. <gasps> yes, I think. E. Um earth <laughs> science technology electro uh, uh, i actually am not sure i think it's like but mm. what's the m what's the m come on m methods no i think it's mathematics i think don't quote me on this science technology like economics or something Can't and mathematics mathematics i think are you watching TikToks? What the fuck? Are you trying to say we're not? Oh my god! Just put what does STEM I mean? I did. 
took me to a website. <laughs> Bro, it's it's giving me the dictionary definition of what a stem is. Oh my god. All capsules? <laughs> <laughs> Capitals? Sorry. Yes. Okay, ready? Yes. Science. Okay. Technology. Work. Engineering. Ah, so close. And math. And math. Oh, I was so, so close. Good. You know what? I'll take that. That's a win is a win. <laughs> a win is a win. <laughs> um, I just right. forgot about the engineering baddies. My bad. I honestly didn't know engineering was like STEM. Like well, if I you're think it's like science. No. Yeah. The fuck if I know what engineering is. I Did know my my like brother took even my though? brother took civil engineering and he looked at dirt for a while. Because <laughs> you had to like see if it was the right kind of dirt to like build on. Yeah, I guess if you're like doing research or like a hypothesis. Speaking of hypothesis, what book are we reviewing today? We are reviewing The Love Hypothesis. My voice is oh, figgity fucked because I'm siggity sick. So do you want to read the back? Not your copy. <laughs> I, this girl literally like asked me to come over six times in the span of two days and now I'm here and she's like, don't get too like, close whoa, to me. Whoa, whoa, I didn't know you were ill. <laughs> okay, okay, shh, shh, shh. As a third-year PhD candidate, Olive Smith doesn't believe in lasting romantic relationships, but her best friend does, and that's what's got her into this situation. Never asking you to read the back of Convincing on? Question mark? On? That Olive is dating and well on her way to a happily ever after was always going to take more than hand-wavy Jedi mind tricks. Scientists require proof. So like any self-respecting biologist, Olive panics and kisses the first man she sees. <laughs> that man is none other, none other than Adam Carlson, a young hotshot professor and a well-known ass. <laughs> Which is why Olive is positively floored when Stanford's Reigning lab tyrant agrees to keep her charade a secret and be her fake boyfriend. And when a big science conference goes haywire, putting Olive's career on the Bunsen burner, Adam surprises her again with his unyielding support and even more unwielding six-pack abs. <laughs> Suddenly, their little experiment feels dangerously close to combustion. Oh, <laughs> And Olive discovers that the only thing more complicated than a hypothesis on love is putting her own heart under the microscope. Oh, my God. Okay, so Michelle has been begging me to read this book. I have. Since the day she picked it up. Like, yeah. every single trip we've ever been to, she picks up this book and goes, Ugh! and then she stares at me. Well, like, even if you it. look at any video where we talk about, like, best books we've ever read, I'm always like, love, love hypothesis. hypothesis. Changed my fucking life. Yeah. So, my favorite, like, I just need to go on a rant for a minute and tell you Please. what a good friend Michelle is. Like, single-handedly the best friend and, like, the best book, like, girlfriend you could ever ask for. Because for a year, like, a actual year. Yeah, a little over, actually. 
she was telling me that there was only one sort of smut scene in this book and that it was just a finger blasting scene, but that it like changed her life. So, so when I went into this book, I wasn't really expecting any sort of like smut or whatever. When I got to (laughs) chapter 16, my life changed. It will never, ever, ever be the same yeah. because I started reading it and I was like, oh, things are getting hot and heavy. We yeah. have a, we actually got a two bed, but like they ended up in one bed. And I, as like the scene started getting heavy, I was like, oh, this is the finger blasting scene Michelle was talking about. But then like it got kind of awkward and they stopped and I went, that changed her life. Like yeah. I was so confused. But then it picks right back up so much hotter and heavier and they full on fuck my guys and she kept this a secret for a year and a half and this was an entire chapter of a sex scene it was a which whole, is my a favorite. whole chapter an entire chapter 16 and it was a life-changing smut scene like it i'm was. not even kidding and it we've was. read a lot of smut <laughs> we have and you know what i yeah no me love too. it <laughs> i just love it no, like a slow burn is already one of my favorite like See, tropes. and there was a lot of angst. Like this reminded mm-hmm. me a little bit of cuz I know we reviewed um Tessa Bailey's Yeah, My Killer Vacation where it was angst. Uh, but that was like love at first sight angst. This was like and but that this was is, also I think, a lot of we're almost having sex and then we don't. Yeah, this was like, "Oh my god." We're, we're pretend. Yeah. And then like, oh, oh yeah, the tropes. in my pussy. It's fake dating. Yeah. And it's Which, and, and I've told you that this is one of the only books that I've read thus far that successfully did fake dating. Yeah. Like to the point where it wasn't annoying. Like it was yeah. fun the whole time. Yeah. They were friends the whole time. There's a few moments where you're like, oh my God, he loves her. Yeah. But like, oh, I think I was like skeptical to read it because it was fake dating. Yes, but that's why I kept saying, like, no, like, it's good fake dating. No, I know, but, but like, what you is still hear, yeah. you still hear fake dating, and you've never had a good experience with it, so you're still kind of like, Meh, you know? Yeah. I think what made this so successful is that even though it's fake dating, it was very obvious from first meeting that Adam was interested in her, and she was just being, like, she was decidingly ignoring it. Yes. Like, she would notice it and then be like, oh, no, like, that yeah, no, 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 no. It's I just me my professor. Things. Yeah. <laughs> oh. It was kind of, like, on the cusp of being a forbidden. And I think what was really fun about this book, too. Oh, in an age gap. Continue. Just a little bit, though. I don't think he's, like, that much older than her. He's almost 10 years older than her. It's not that much. Weak. <laughs> Anyways. um, So... Yes. What you love about this book. Oh, um, both of the main, all of the characters were extremely likable. Because I yes. think that's the problem with fake dating is one of the two, usually the fe- the like woman in the book, yeah. is so fucking annoying. Or the guy's a total douchebag and then yeah. he doesn't realize. And then once she's like, oh, you know what, I'm not going to fake date you anymore. Then he's like, oh, no, I actually like her. Literally it was, my ex. <laughs> <laughs> it was like straight up like both, like, Everyone was likable. There wasn't yeah. a single, except for the guy who you don't like. The, there's always going to the be like one bad guy. Like the but, bad guy. And he was barely really. You like, didn't even in know it. he was a bad guy till the end, anyways. Yeah, no. He was likable up until he wasn't. 
love that. A little twist. A love twist. A little twist in the science world. And I like that this it was a twist. This made me want to go to college. <laughs> I like that it was a twist that didn't involve the actual relationship. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, I hate, I hate when it's like a, oh, the one person does something that's severely hurts and damages the relationship but then the other person's just like it's fine and then they end up together in the end you know what other trope i hate and i'm so glad they didn't put in here when there's like a third person trying to infringe on the relationship love triangle yeah hate a love triangle because they never end up with the triangular person you know what i mean so why yeah, are you throwing this person circle. in it's fucking and it always makes that un- miscommunication trope yes hate it me too the- and like I just watched um, Sweet Home Alabama, what the or something. Fuck? It was like a Reese. Okay? It was a Reese Witherspoon. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, like a romance movie, whatever. Yeah. yeah. But what I hated about it was that the she starts with the one guy who's like actually a really good guy and takes really good care of her, and then she ends up falling back in love with her childhood best friend, and then the movie ends with her not marrying the guy who's really good to her and instead marrying her childhood best friend she hasn't seen in seven years. Just out of the blue? Like yeah. Like, get married? Like, she gets back, like, she goes back to Alabama where she's raised and, uh, you turned into a city girl. You used to be country. It was literally the worst two hours I've ever, like, sat through in my life. Wow. But I was so mad at the end because why are you ending up with this guy you haven't seen in seven years just because you liked him when you were a kid? When All of my childhood crushes are crackheads now. Oh, wow. Mine are doing pretty well for themselves, I think. Well, the wow. one. Let them get away. That's fucked. The one that <laughs> Do you ever look back on your, like, female... Like, when you found out you were gay and, like, stopped denying it, do you ever look right. back and go, like, your people that you had crushes on that you didn't think you had crushes on and just, like, stalk them for a bit? No, because I've never missed a shot. No, I'm just joking. Um, no. Okay. I don't think so. (laughs) To be honest, every person that I really liked, I ended up dating or sleeping with. Okay, well, I was in the (laughs) closet until my 20s. No, 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 no. no. I I mean, like, with women, it was more like... Yeah, no, I'm talking about, like, women. Oh. Like, you, like, realize you're gay, and then you look back, and you're like, holy shit, I had a crush on this person, and then you creep them now. No, because they have um, me all blocked. (laughs) <laughs> they can't take the pain of losing me. <laughs> no, actually, I can't say I definitively relate to that. Oh, okay. Well, must not be as crazy as I am. It's fine. <laughs> I love to stalk. No, it's true. But, like, was I in love with all of my, like, ex-friends? Maybe. So I look at them all the time. Okay, fair. But, like, I'm not looking at them being like... Mm. No, I'm just, like... I guess what I'm saying is, like, it's crazy to, like, look back at someone, like, to look at someone now and be like, holy shit, I had, I didn't know I had a crush on you when I was, like, fucking No, it was, I was very obvious with who I was in love with. And I always had an infatuation with a boy most of the time when I was young. Okay. Like, I only really was like, I'm gay. Like, in, like, high school, college. I know, but what I'm saying is. And then I'm fucking bitches. (laughs) There's no one from your childhood that when you realized you were gay, you went, oh, shit, I actually had a crush on that person. No. Oh. Anyway, we're back to the love hypothesis because this <laughs> no. conversation's going fucking nowhere. I'm so confused, though. Yeah, no, I know. You're going to have to lost. give me, like, a like example. No, it's okay. I mean, I kissed all my friends. That's so. nice for you. Yeah. Dry humped. What the fuck? Yeah. 
But then I was like, I'm not gay. This is just, we're playing house. I'm the dad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we have to fuck. That was me as a, a not a child child. Well, yeah. And I remember literally, my friend was like, let's be dogs. I'm like, did you know dogs fuck? <laughs> like, I was like, I'm the dad dog. <laughs> Sorry. Shit. <laughs> Get on my the bed. <laughs> like, yeah, I was fucked. Yeah, I needed help bad. Like, I should have just been, like, taught comprehensive sex education. And I think I would have been more normal. <laughs> yeah. I learned from a friend who heard from a friend. And oh. I was invested. I went to church being like, did you know that sex is a thing? And I told everyone. But, like, I, I got the in trouble. I think happened to me when I learned about sex. I literally went to school the next day and went, yo, <laughs> you have no fucking idea. I went idea. to church and was like... The dad has a seed. The mom has an egg. The dad gives her the seed. And I'm thinking it's like a sunflower seed. Like, that's literally what oh, I no. pictured. I, like, when I found well, out about, like, penis, vagina, I went to school the next day and went, yes. yo, you'll never fucking believe See, this that's shit. the thing. Is the girl who taught me penis and vagina sex, that's what sex was? She demonstrated it with Barbies. Changed my life. I've never been horny. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. But I was like, I was like, and then all... No, My that's games probably of houses better. never changed. That's probably better. changed forever. Because when I found out about sex, I just Googled sex. Oh, me too. I looked up naked. <laughs> and I was like, whoa. I remember the first time looking up like naked boobs. Yes. And I remember being like naked. And then I remember it was like in like some news outlet, whatever. I don't know how I heard about it, but like Vanessa Hudgens like nudes got leaked. And I was like. <laughs> which is so bad like I feel bad for her, the poor bitch yeah but I remember being like and then I remember laying on the floor being like come on I'm going to hell it was a very eventful moment in my life All right, anyways we'll back, back to, to the, the love book. hypothesis so okay, tell so, me more tell me more so this was the first time I tabbed like fully tabbed about yeah, sometimes I tabbing yeah no sometimes I stop halfway or whatever um but this time I really went for it I used the light blue as moments that made me laugh and this was very comparable to like a Tessa Bailey yeah lots of teehee moments that's giggle giggle um, I used the dark blue ones as times where it was like obviously mentioned, mentioned, mentioned the bathroom scene, which was obvious from the beginning oh, that yeah, it was Adam. Yeah. Um, and then I used the light tangerine ones as like um, foreshadowing. Tangerine. They're like peach, not tangerine. Sorry. I meant I peach. Like, are you? Okay. No. And then <laughs> the. Pink you ones did a really are all good the job like tabbing those. Thank I'm you. impressed. Mine I went back through. Like no, I went back through. After no, I, I know, but done. even when I go back through, they never look like that. I'm just a god. And then the pink ones are all the cute moments or like romance moments. My favorite one is the one I sent Michelle. That was literally like, "Can I please fuck you?" And I went, "Oh yeah." <laughs> You're like, "Yeah, you can." I was really scared that she was gonna say no. Well, because he put the whole boob in her mouth. In his that mouth. that weirded me out. Just like, all, why just was whole, it? <laughs> which, like, work. No, I was lost, dazed, and confused. Like, why was her entire boob in his mouth? Because it's small and he's ginormous. I tell Dave all the time, full boob. <laughs> full but tit I'm pretty in the mouth. sure, like... Like, it, I think it was an accident. He was just excited. Yes. Did you read the extra chapter? No, not yet. I sent you the thing. I know. I was going to sleep when you sent it to me. Some of us work. <laughs> Some of us were sick. And <laughs> I know. Uh, if I was sick, I would read it all the time. Why do you think you're over? <laughs> and then um, I really liked the, I highlighted this one in pink. Adam exploded so fast. She didn't even see him move. One moment he stood in front of her and the next he was pinning Tom against a wall. I'm going to kill you. He gritted out. 
I uh, love that moment. Little more than a growl. I love a touch her and you die. Think of her and you die. Yes. Breathe around her and you die. Which I thought that was a good... See, this is the thing. This is what I really like about Ali Hazelwood was it's very like... Like... She... And I was explaining this to Dave the other day. Olive is in a very tough, like, career. You know what I mean? Like, when you say yeah. women in STEM, it's like, oh, my God. it's And she makes it a point to, like, mention the issues that women in STEM face. Yeah. But it's not a plot. Like, yes. her plot isn't that she's, oh, I have to, like, overcome this, like, you know, systemic sexism. Like, mm-hmm. it's not that. Because Olive's story isn't her struggle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which yeah. I really like, which I feel like she could easily kind of fall into is that whole like, oh my gosh, blah, blah, blah. Even the audiobook that I'm listening to now, she also touches on like things that are happening in her workplace mm-hmm. and like issues that she's having. But it's more for conversation between her and her love interest rather than it being like the, the main, main plot. plot. And, like, I thought it was a good twist, and I thought that, like, it was really fun that her friend goes, like, when they hear the recording, and her friend goes, oh, yeah, baby, you know what I mean? Like, he's he's fucked. You know, we have to expose him and do all this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Which I think is really good because it's also, like, it was a nice twist that did build the plot, but it also built their relationship as well because she was a little, like, ooh, I don't know if we should, like, be together. You know when I told you it was an almost, like, oh, we can't be together, but, like, it ends up resolving really, really fast mm-hmm. is because she goes, oh, no, no, no. Like, this is wrong. Like, he's not going to win because of this. And she, you don't see her ever putting her self, like, down or, or putting yeah. her – or doing the whole, like, oh, I'm a woman and I'm, like, having a really hard time. Like, it's not like that. Yeah. But then it's also not <laughs> – mm-hmm. Oh, I'm a stupid bitch who's gonna go guns a blazing into this shitty situation because I'm a strong woman and oh no, now I need a man to save me. Like yeah. there's no man saviorism in this book, which I love. And he's yeah. there to like beat the guy's ass, but she ends up resolving it herself anyways. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's what I really like about it. Like I feel it's very like it's got that beautiful quality of feminism that you're like, yeah, bitches rule without being like Oh it's my more, God, shut up. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's more realistic feminism. Like yes. day-to-day feminism as opposed to like it being the driving plot point. So I, well, you know what I mean? Like, like it's even conversation. her anxiety about it. You know what I mean? Like being yeah. like, oh fuck, like I'm going to have to work in this environment. And that's what I was explaining to Dave too is because in this audiobook that I'm listening to, it's the same thing. Like, the, like her boss is like, doesn't listen to her like ideas and stuff. Like he kind of brushes them off. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, or, like, one of the guys keeps, like, asking her out and, she, like, making her uncomfortable. And I'm like, that's real life. And then yeah. you don't want to be like, oh, you don't want to tell them to fuck off because you don't want to impact your job that yeah. you're working so hard towards. But then also, like, you don't want this guy to, like, walk all over you and, like, treat you like shit. Yes, very realistic. And you could kind of tell, I think she either was a scientist or she knows a lot of girls because in her dedication in the beginning yeah I was just gonna say it's like her friends that are like two women in STEM or something like that right so at the end the only part of her thing that I read was she she wrote her in her um, biography about herself let me find it so I don't uh, misquote yeah pre-reviewed articles about brain science in which no one makes out 
I was happy originally from Italy, Germany. Yeah, Japan before moving to the USD to pursue a PhD in neuroscience. She's a neuroscientist. Damn. Yeah, because at the end, I literally can't find her dedication for some reason. But it says... And she's a professor. Yeah. Could you imagine a professor being Allie Hazelwood? Oh, here. I would shit myself. I write stories said in academia because academia is all I know. Like, that was the first line in her author's notes. Um, it can be very ins- insular, all-consuming, isolating environment. In the past decade, I've had excellent women mentors who constantly supported me, but I could name dozens of instances in which I felt though I was a massive failure blundering her way through science. But that, as everyone who's been there knows, is grad school, a stressful, high-pressure, competitive endeavor. Academia has its own special way of tearing apart work, life or sorry, tearing apart work-life balance, wearing people down and making them forget that they are worth more than the number on papers they publish or the grant money that they are able to rack in. Um, Taking the thing I love most, writing love stories, and giving it a STEM academia backdrop has been surprisingly therapeutic. My experiences have not been the same as Olive's. No academic fake dating for me. Boo. But I still manage to pour many of my frustrations, joys, and disappointments into her adventures. Just like Olive, in the past few years, I have felt lonely, determined, helpless, scared, happy, concerned, inadequate, misunderstood, enthusiastic. Writing the love hypothesis gives me the opportunity to turn these experiences around with a humorous, sometimes self-indulgent spin, and to realize that I could put my own misadventures into perspective, sometimes even laugh at them. For this reason, and I know I probably shouldn't say it, this book means so much to me, as means as much to me as my PhD dissertation dissertation work (laughs) okay that's a lie it means way more (laughs) she's funny Mm -hmm. Um, you can see it in her writing and that's why i think it's so like she has such a realistic point of view that like yeah well when you read a lot of fantasy obviously with that fantasy aspect of it you're not really getting that real world like experience yeah and, I feel and like typically I we don't of- like real world situation like romances. Typically they're kind of boring. But we love Last House on Needless Street. And she had a whole yeah. chapter talking about how she really looked into DID. But and that all wasn't that stuff. like a real life romance. No, 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 no. But like I'm just talking about real life situations. Because okay. I feel like in a lot of contemporary writing, you're like, oh, this is so unrealistic. Shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like like the characters are annoying because they're unrelatable. Yeah. And I felt like Olive and Adam were both very relatable and all of her friends were very rela- <coughs> very relatable. <laughs> and I just thought like she's relatable. You know what I mean? Even yeah. though I'm not a neuroscientist, but like I understand she broke everything down so easily. Yes. Like, cuz I, I remember that was the first thing you said. I was like, "Oh my god, it's about science babes." And you're like, "I'm not smart enough to read a science book." And I was like, yeah. "It's not like that." I was like, "Oh wait, I'm off my microphone." I was like, "I'm not going to understand shit." Like, but like you understand everything. I, yeah. Honestly, I finished this book and I said, "I'm going to university for biology." <laughs> like, I can do it. The way that she was talking about like academia and shit, I was like, "No, I get this." Like, like I've work. never heard oh my about god. this before. Yes. But yeah, no. finals? <laughs> My thesis? Oh, my God. Same. Yeah, but she also, like, conversationally broke it all down. You know what I mean? It wasn't like and they were And there were a lot of science puns that I understood. Yeah. And I'm a science geek at heart. I love science. 
I love science. But um, it's got to be deep rooted in some Bill Nye fetish. I don't know. But anyways, um, point being, yums. I love science. Funny little things that like, like she would mention, I'd be like, eee, science. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was yeah. so fucking lame. But like, I love the way she read. Anyways, yeah. Tell me more about the smut scene because. Okay, so. It'll, it'll whole- fit. Big dick. Big dick Big Dr. Dick. Oh. So. <laughs> Big Dr. Dick. So. In biology. Fuck up my organs. Let's create a microorganism together. Oof. Put me in your Petri dish. <laughs> no. Um. So the whole Let book. Let me take a look at your microscope. Shut up. <laughs> You said, oh, I, I don't need a microscope to see your wiener. I need a macroscope. Do you want to talk about this one scene? <laughs> I need a telescope. It's so big. Wait. Yeah. Have you seen a planet? They're big. <laughs> So's his dick. Uh-huh. He's a big man. <laughs> ah! oh, I'm so feral right now. Okay. Continue. <laughs> the sex scene? Please. <laughs> so, Continue. the whole book... I'm waiting for this finger blasting scene. But it was, um, it was decent finger blasting, was it not? First knuckle in. And she was like, ah. And I was like, oh, yeah, baby. No. Oh, my God. That was like what stuck out to me the most. No, I don't like. First knuckle. That's this. No, I know. But that also. That's just... a big finger. No, she was too tense. She was tight. And he had. Big fingers. She literally explains that she's too tense. That's why they stop. Because he's like, you're literally a virgin. Like, you don't know how to get fingers. I'm going to chapter 16. Okay. Continue. So she, yes, he was big and like couldn't fit, but it was all because she was too tense. So I didn't like. Oh my God. But he says it'll fit. Oh my God, Michelle. (gasps) Chapter 16. Oh my God. Work. So she was too tense. So they stopped and he's like, oh my God, you're basically a virgin. And then she breaks down. What it means to be a virgin. And oh, then he yeah, goes, yeah, yeah, okay, do. you're fuckable. <laughs> I, so I thought that was really funny. Because um, he's he going to stop. you're edible. <laughs> and then he goes, oh, she's too tense. So let me just eat her out. Where I love her. So, man, of course, like... he eats her out until she busts, which is French kiss. We love we love a man who uh, eats, eats it first. And then um, when he's done, he, like, flops beside her and goes, can I fuck you, please? <laughs> He's so cute. He's, he's, he's adorable. So cute. I just, I loved seeing him break down from like this stern, like not, because from the beginning, you can tell how in love he is with her and you can tell that he wants to do this fake dating like way more than she does. Like he is into it and she like ha- isn't even aware. So when they get to this sex scene, it's the first time that he allows himself to indulge in her. Um, and I loved it because he goes feral. So. So I would rate this smut scene, even though there's only one smut scene That's in the entire book, I literally rate it a 10 out of 10. Um, and it is loot approved. It is five chili peppers out of five. It is really good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. But I love this. Yeah. Like he it, had big fingers. That must be why they didn't fit. <laughs> the first knuckle was just shy of too much. Okay, he's got to have big fingers. Sure. Even if you're tense, you're going to put more than a fucking... Do you see how small this finger is? Yeah. (laughs) Do you see it? Yeah. First knuckle? 
Nobody's coochie's that shallow. Even if you're a virgin, you're not hitting the hymen until you're at least second she knuckle. She was tense. She's also a virgin. Maybe I've seen like, like, have you ever watched Sex Education? Like the Netflix show? No. There's a girl who's too, te- like she's sex obsessed, David. but she's too tense to have sex. She literally has to get a kit that's like, like, you know, when, um, tra- you like when you transition vagina? and, oh you, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the it's like, one of yeah. those kits. The like pussy spacer. Yeah. So it's one of those kits and she has to like slowly fuck herself with like the smallest one. And over time, move up to the biggest one because her muscles and her vagina are so tense. She can't have sex. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. Your pussy's too tight, you poor fucking thing. (laughs) Could you imagine someone goes, I can't have sex. My pussy's too tight. I'd be like, literally fuck all the way off. But (laughs) it's not being too tight. But it is. But just tense. Tense tight. If 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 you have to go spacer style your vagina... Just to stretch it enough for a penis no, to go in. It's to make your muscles get used to it. It's working out. I know, but it's not even go... comfortable. Yeah, but it's not comfortable or enjoyable. That's why I I'm didn't not like saying it. it's enjoyable. I'm saying it's tight. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wild. Anyways, she just <laughs> needed her cooterate. I'm a yeah. little disappointed that he didn't eat her ass, though, if I'm going to be honest. that's I don't think we've research. gotten a smut seat. Or, I mean, maybe our, like, short stories, but I'm, I don't think we've ever gotten, like, a book book where anyone's ass gets eaten. I think Gary's the only one who's ever eaten ass. Do we have other ass eaters? I'm not sure. I don't think so. What about, like, any tentacles? There's been a lot of things up butts, but... Has there, though? Yeah, well, like tentacles and dicks. We got one DP scene in The Kraken Sacrifice. I don't even think Stalked by the Kraken had an anal scene. Yeah, it did. Did it? At the end. Really? I don't remember. Tentacle in the cooch, tentacle in the butt. Oh, he DP'd too? Yeah, in front of people. I don't remember. There was lots of, we've read lots of DPs. What are you talking about? But, oh, yeah. No ass eating. No ass eating. Not at least... Not memorable enough. You ever get your ass ate? That's memorable. I feel like we would remember that. Yeah. Toss in the salad. A good old. Yeah. Like his name's Romaine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would also give this book five out of five. I would give it four chili peppers just because there wasn't a lot of spice scenes, but the spice scene that was there was five. I'm going to give the book And adorable. A, I'm going to give it a four out of five because I fuck? hated the ending. Really? Yeah. Why? The epilogue was like... But they were like studying things. No, the epilogue was like, I epilogue. kissed him on the cheek. Hee <laughs> hee, it's been a year. I was like, okay. So you're giving this masterpiece of a book four stars because you didn't like the epilogue? No, I don't like the ending, period. <laughs> but then the epilogue... I didn't like the ending. And then the epilogue... But, so what were his... Fast forwards and it's like... Eh. Was his, um, no, I loved it. You loved the, do you even remember what the ending was? Yeah, weren't they like working in the fucking lab together? No. I haven't read this book in a while. The ending is he walks her home and she tells him that she likes him in Dutch. I thought the epilogue was like, they've been together. The epilogue is 10 months later. Oh, yeah. And she's taking a photo of her kissing him on the cheek for their one year. Yeah, it's so cute. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. Um, I just, like, I think 
my thing with romance is I hate a slow burn and then they finally get together and it ends. Like, I, yeah. I like a happy ending. You like a Tessa Bailey, they get engaged and married at the end. I guess. Like, just give me... I a, like that too, though. Like, give me a little I bit like more. Even yeah. if it, they weren't getting engaged and married, give me a little bit of a longer. book, it'd be fine. But they don't... They, I don't think these but two I, have I also don't book. need a full A novella? Book. Yeah. I, I'll take a novella. Of their wedding? Oh, my God. With, like, All beakers? I really need is a couple chapters of them being together after they get together. You need one more sex scene. Yeah. I just like, I hate, oh my God, we're so happy now. You know? So you hate happiness. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm going to bite you. There's like a couple but episodes you know what? It where leaves, you just It make... leaves. <laughs> you know what? There's a couple episodes you do that to me too. So it's, it's going to take, you know? Uh, the amount of times where I just go, get out of my house. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh no. The masterpiece. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, sorry. The I ending. Oh, um, I loved it because I feel like it gives way to imagining all the possibilities that they're gonna go through. I don't want to imagine. It was actually really cute because I watched this video of someone being like, "Do you ever have a book that like sticks with you so long? Like, I'm over here wondering like what biological advancements like Adam and Oliver made together." And I was like. That's so cute. You know what I mean? Like, well, what are they the up other to? thing. Like, we kind of get where Olive is going for school and stuff. But, like, I want to I wanna know more about what they're doing. Like, she's yeah. leaving. They is could, he going they with They could her? use a novella. Yeah. Like, like, planning the wedding and getting married. Like, I would do a getting married novella of these two. For sure. I would, too. But I don't even, like, need it to go that far. I just need to know, like... I listen. Cam, please. No, 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 listen. I'm not denying you. Like, if I got that, I'd be ecstatic. I'm just saying, like, I, I don't even need that much. Like, yeah. I, I don't need gold. I could literally handle platinum. Or, <laughs> Whoa, okay. I don't need gold. <laughs> I could have silver. Bronze, bronze would be fine. Bronze. It doesn't even need to be Copper? gold. Sure. Just give me a little bit. Nickel. A little bit more. Um, yeah. That's all I was trying to say. It's good. So, yeah, for me not liking the ending, it gets a four out of five. Four point um, five? No. Wow. Yep. Solid she feels four. Strongly about this. I do. Five out of five. And but then it was four giving, out of five with this one. It was giving like Tessa Bailey hee hee rom com vibes. Kicking your feet, right? Yes. Oh, I was giggling. Yeah. I was like, yeah. all the time. No, I got I home and I pulled my blankets <laughs> up and I took out this book. Like, oh, yeah. all my plans canceled. <laughs> like, I'm reading this book. I will be thinking about them for the rest of forever, and yeah. I wish them all the best, and I'm really excited to read the sequel. And I love, like, the cover. I really yes. do love the cover. I was it's thinking that so today. It's so cute. It's so well done. And, and like, sequel? Yeah, well, it's not a sequel, but yes. Oh, the Love on the Brain, the second book of oh. her I think that's genre. about neuroscience, isn't it? No, it's not. It's NASA. Oh. NASA! I think. 99% sure. Where is it? I'm not sure. It was here. I think I accidentally ate it. <laughs> I just it was right here. I don't know where it went. If you love something, let it go. Um, it's here somewhere. It's here somewhere. But um, yeah, the, all the covers are so really, really cute. Wow. I know, because we typically buy the same books, surprisingly. Surprisingly. See, if I was smart, I would have looked for the... 
other book in the series and would have propped it up so that everyone could see it. But oh, yeah, it's okay. Damn. You can't do everything right the first time. How are you liking the audiobook? I like it. The The narrator's good. Mm-hmm. My only thing with the narrator <coughs> is that her voices between multiple female characters doesn't change too much. So yeah. sometimes I get a little confused. Like, you know the Ruby Dixon girls where, like, you know who's talking? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? She's very clear, but, like, not in, a, like, a goofy way. Yeah. But then, like, her man voice is really funny, too. Sometimes I'm like, ee! But, I like, hate the author for, like, total side note, but the audiobook author for Crescent City... Uh oh. Another reason why I can't. No, I literally think that's the reason why I don't like the book series. Is it a woman? Yeah. Why don't you like she the way she Honestly, the narrator for Last House on Needless Street. I don't know how you did that either. That was a weird voice too. Yeah, it was. I had like when I don't like the author, I just speed it up. (laughs) I listen to like one point two, at least give them some some like (laughs) Yeah, some like cartoonage to their voice. Yeah. But yeah. No, the audio narrator for um, Under One Roof is what it's called. Um, is good. I like her. I just like the she makes like the the there's characters in the book literally from all from the same place, like born and raised. One has an accent and one doesn't. What kind of accent? Like a country accent. You're a fae. You're a, a country fae. accent? Yeah. Come on, guys. Let's go around. Like a fucking hick, bro. Like, wow. I don't understand. Is that a bad word to say? Hick? I don't think <laughs> now so. Now I get scared when I say words like that. <laughs> hick? Yeah. I think if you say it in a demeaning way, like the way you just I did. just... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Hick, I think, is okay. okay. I'm from the country, so, like, that doesn't Oh, me. true. Yeah, it's <laughs> you okay. Are. You're fine. Yeah, he speaks like, like a weird country, like back roads type of guy and i'm like you're in a That's big city kind of weird and you're a fairy like and i get like if there's like a subtle well, well not really but you know who does a really good southern accent the girl who does ruby dixon yes who does Georgie. i was like oh my god work <laughs> and um the other girl who's the other country girl? oh my gosh um country the older girls one with uh vaza vaza and oh my She's with the second batch of bitches. Oh, okay. The older one, the older lady. Oh, you're right. She has a country accent. She too. does, and she does that one good too. But it's different. It you know is. what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's you can tell. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, audio well, narrators do better. <laughs> Allie Hazelwood, you fucking killed it. This was her. You said debut novel. Yeah. She like I wouldn't be able to tell that this was a debut. Well, you can tell she's written a lot of papers. Oh, fair. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, she, yeah. she knows how to write. Yeah. She put pen to paper and she said, did? I know how to do this. But, like, I f- obviously writing about science is a little different than creating a funny well, love story. Well, I think it's a fun genre, too. You don't get a yeah. lot of science love stories. No. And she's now written this Like, you'd be- have to... That's something that that's very niche. You'd have yeah. to know about that. So she's written this one. The, her one with Love three on little novellas. And then Under Love one on roof. the Brain. Yeah. And they're all science. They're all science. She's killing it. Well, so the main girl in the un, Under One Roof, and I don't know if we get all three of their stories. I'm not really sure what's going on, to be honest. But she is an engineer. Still stem. And then the other one is... Like NASA, and then the other girl, I can't remember what she does. She might be in neuroscience, to be honest. Anyways, I wonder if she's lonely. Maybe she needs some friends. <laughs> Allie? Yeah. She, did she dedicate the book to her friends? Oh, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, <laughs> a man. Because she literally said she hasn't had these 
She's probably writing fantasies. Maybe she had a crush on a professor. That's so cute. (laughs) Allie, DM us right now and tell us which professor you want to fuck. Please. (laughs) We want the tea. I want the tea. You could probably do it. Woman in STEM. You could do anything. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we love uh, a woman in STEM, a uh, powerful main woman character who don't need no man but wants one anyway. Yeah. This was great. And when she makes him get the flu shot. That was so, so funny. Cute. The whole book was just adorable. Oh, and he's pushing the car, and she's like, what a man. Yeah. yeah I love this whole she's book. She's like, maybe I do want to fuck him. <laughs> when she sees him with his shirt off, and she's like, you know what? I also yes. love, like, totally unnecessary detail about him being completely jacked, ripped, <laughs> biggest muscles anyone has ever seen bulging out of his shirts. Yeah, big, honky man. And then, like... On the cover, you know, he just looks like an average guy. But underneath that lab coat, washboard. Muscles. <laughs> All right. And that's what our girl Olive needs. We are going to continue some conversation over on our, um, li- our, our in our library, our lewd library, library which you. is available on Patreon. Patreon.com slash lewd literature. Um, but if you don't want to be a boss ass bitch and listen to those episodes, you can follow our YouTube if you're not already watching from YouTube. YouTube.com slash lewd literature. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash lewd literature. Wow, follow us on Twitter. Twitter.com slash lewd underscore literature. Work. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we'll see you there. Uh, Rose worked very hard making some cool transition videos today. So, <laughs> yay. So go show us some love on TikTok and Instagram. If you don't, I will kill you. <laughs> <laughs> She's in your walls. I'm in your walls. Like I said last <laughs> episode, I'm there uh, watching you. To victory. <laughs> to victory. <laughs> to valor. If you can't neurobiologically come in her. Neurologically come on her. Wow. <laughs> We're so sciencey. <laughs> this is Luke Literature, bitch. I think they're turned on right now. <laughs> <laughs>